so Star Wars, guys. Star Wars. Star Wars. Have you seen Wars. seen the new Solo, a Star Wars Solo? Yeah, yeah. I, I can't. I can't believe that Han Solo died. Yeah, was, it was a fucking bold move. Well, I mean, yeah, but they, you got to remember that, like that that scene at the end mm. where they all like are shooting each other, like, yeah. and then then there's a cantina band in the background because yeah. it's like the past, mm. uh, and they're all the old cantina band look younger, and they're all going like, whoa, but I'll keep playing, and then one of the cantina band turns to the others and what is the one with the fly face and the flute. Uh, and um, he says, "I've been a pl- pleasure playing with you, gentlemen. Um, let's all go down with the ship." And then um, they continue playing while this this huge sh- shootout happens. Mm. Um, and Han Solo gets shot to death. Chewbacca gets shot to death. Mm. Um, all of the other characters in Star Wars get shot to death. And then they all stand up because after, it's after they've done this hilarious caper, this heist, mm. um, and they've got all this gang warfare going on, and they're just shooting each other, mm. blam, 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 like that. And uh, and then they they all stand up and look towards the camera, and then go, "We, we could have been, been anything that we wanted to be." be. <laughs> do, 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 do. <laughs> I'm trying to sniff out the references here. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> I was like, I think I know where this is going. <laughs> They're all hugging, swaying from side to side. We could have been anything that we wanted to and, be. And young Jodie Foster's there. Yeah, and, and yeah. There's there's custard pies everywhere. <laughs> um, because it's it, <laughs> Theo, you're looking very confused. I know there's a Titanic reference in there. I didn't expect... Is that Bugsy Malone? The end yes! Of, <laughs> the end of Solo Sawa story to be the sequel to Bugsy Malone. <laughs> the sequel to Bugsy Malone has the same ending that the original <laughs> Bugsy, Bugsy Malone has. Except with a lot of Star Wars characters. Yeah. Presumably Lando survived long enough to be retroactively made everything yeah 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 he, he was made um <laughs> jewish <laughs> pansexual pansexual uh, of every race and gender um and uh, and every lack thereof yeah the problem is i feel bad about like commenting on it because I, f- I feel like the people who are agreeing with me like 20 percent of them are alt-right and <laughs> I, d- I don't want their agreement yeah it's just annoying <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they they went to the J.K. Rowling school of of, of representation, where they yeah. just go, "Here's a character yeah, that I've... appears to be Anthony <laughs> Goldstein, Ravenclaw, third year, Jewish wizard." <laughs> Here's a character that appears to be uh, just another straight person, uh, like cis straight person. Uh, but don't worry, because afterwards we'll tweet about it and say that they're all the good things that you want about him. <sighs> Just, I mean, Jackie Rowling. I mean, let's... please come and see our movie. <laughs> please don't leave us out because you don't think. Because I mean, I know we were pandering to the to the people who would have got angry if we said that in the movie. <laughs> but can you come and see it anyway? The sorting hat was trans. <laughs> I mean, Jackie Rowling could literally just could have made a, 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 an algorithm for tweeting. Uh, what she uh, like writing the rest of the, uh, the Harry Potter stuff, which is essentially if a tweet at her ends with a question mark, yes. 
Oh, this is a terrible bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm not feeling good it's about it. It's only going to get increasingly worse. Like, your alt-right listenership is yeah. getting higher with every minute of this. I don't know. I think there's a there's a there's a a step beyond the I'm happy for this retroactive um uh representation which is more woke which is like don't panda <laughs> you shits don't take credit for getting re- doing representation that you aren't Yeah, but it's full doing. horseshoe. It's the thing where you make a valid point and then they think you're agreeing with them and you're not <laughs> and then they <sighs> It's true. It's I, I get I I get the the whole feeling of like I don't want to be lumped in with the alt right, no. but I genuinely don't like the Last Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the best Star Wars movie ever made. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's yeah. But are your reasons for not liking the Last Jedi like too too, too much too much female representation? Too many, too many women. Yeah, no, yeah. no, too many ones. No, I'm just like I came out of that movie just like I didn't really like that. Yeah, but you're just wrong because you didn't like Buddy Rogue One either. So. I don't, I, I, and you couldn't even come up with ten good reasons why. So. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you can come up with ten for why you don't like the Last Jedi. If I'm honest, I could I could think of five. There you go. <laughs> five. Well, we all know it's not a valid point unless you come up with ten. So. <laughs> yeah, it's, got, it's got to be ten, or you can't. And really... you won't believe number seven. <laughs> if you can't come up with a clickbait headline for it, then. It's, it's just not it's worth not, making. It's not no. a point worth making. Not in not in this day and age. <laughs> not in 2018. <laughs> Come on, it's current year argument. No. Um, one. There we go. Um, actually, on on more rewatches, I've just found it really boring. <laughs> it's just really boring. Right. The plot doesn't really go as far as it should I couldn't tell you whether The Last Jedi was episode 7 or episode 8 yeah what like I genuinely don't know which movie has that tagline on mm. I've seen the both episode, episode 8, eight. alright Force cool. Awakens is the first one of the new trilogy oh, yeah, of course it is um The Last Jedi is like I mean either of them could, see, could conceivably have been called The Last Jedi yeah mm. it it starts the lost it Jedi. starts directly after the force awakens which i think is a problem yeah because it, it doesn't give any um like weight to any of the character relationships no. right think... yeah because they've just they've they have literally they... some of them have all just met yeah uh, and have just finished the the thing of of force awakens and then they go we're best friends. Like, we're best friends because we see each other again and run to each other and hug. Yeah. And it's like, wait, hang on. You, you literally, met in, in timeline, you met a day ago and, yeah. like, you're now, you, you're acting as if you've been waiting, like, th- two years for this. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's another problem I have. Uh, third problem. Wow, is he going to struggle to make five? <laughs> you're going to make five. Third problem. Um, that, iron, that ironing board uh, ship scene. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it's doing there, really. It's, I, I know what it's, it's doing there. You know what I, I, th- I know what it's doing yeah, yeah. there? It's making fun of Star Wars. Wait, what ironing? What? Right, there's a bit where essentially you, you, you come, uh, like, it cuts to steam. Yeah. Like, 
it looks like a ship landing body right. uh, like this sort of like huge space looking thing yeah. comes down there are like these tiny things out because they're, they're firing steam out of them like the like the imperial ships and stuff mm. yeah. when the doors open and then and it, it comes zooms down. out yeah. and it's an ironing board it's like ironing, ironing uh, uh, yeah. Okay. yeah, and I don't know what it's doing there. It's making fun it's, of Star Wars. It's making fun of Star Wars, yeah. But it's also like, it's just it's so distracting. It's a little distracting. I liked it. I yeah. mean, not gonna lie, did not notice it. Yeah, fair. But like, there's, that's number three. It's fucking right. real. I love it. My favorite bit of the film. Like no, number three. Like yeah, I would go on to do that and go. Distracting humor. Nah, like nah. there are there are jokes in it which are very of twenty eighteen, like very very of the time jokes. Yeah, which I think are just awkward. I don't think that's awkward. I think that's um, like makes sense to me. Yeah, uh, I think there's too much reverence for Star Wars. Hmm. I don't think there are any jokes in it that are off 2018 because it was released in 2017. Oh, yeah. Well, of the time, uh, I meant. But, like, there's a joke that Poe Dameron makes about General Hux's mother. I'm just like, that doesn't... It doesn't feel right. I mean, it does feel right. Like, what, what, what doesn't, it doesn't feel right about a, a character in a fantasy world making a comment about someone's mother? Conan did it. I'm going to throw yeah. it out there, like... I don't think that's 2017 specific. I don't even no, think no, that's like this decade specific. But I think I think in the context of it, it's like it's pretty funny. The whole sort of phone signal thing going off and on, like as well. That's not. It's just not very. It, it felt very lazy. All right. Yeah, I disagree. Yeah, I like I, overall. I like the the frivolous tone of the film. Mm. This is Tom's list of gripes, though. So yeah, it's, yeah. Gripe. It's, my, it's my number four. Number four of I don't think even five really, but definitely not ten. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a problem because like Rogue One definitely had a lot of bad points to it. Yeah, but you, you've, already, Jedi, you've already kind of made four basically the same as three, so like it's kind of goofy oh, no, humor. No, I'm, I'm on to four. He hasn't done four yet. I'm oh, done okay, four. Right. Yeah, the, all right. Yeah. The humor... Three, oh, you were definitely not making five then. Yeah. <laughs> 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 He's called me out at four. <laughs> um, Go on. Keep digging. Bottom of the barrel. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to remember The Last Jedi. Oh. Uh, CG, CG. Yeah, I really like the race. costume department. C- CG. CG. The costumes, really good. Costumes and art design, really, CG really good. Race. That's what you didn't like. CG, but they yeah. cut like ninety five percent of it out. It was like a forty five minute yeah. Why? <laughs> it's a fucking two and a half hour movie anyway. <laughs> There's a short movie to be made that's just that sequence. Just that <laughs> and you know what? I fucking loved the casino. The casino is really good. Like I was watching it the other day with my brother and be like, the whole like all the alien stuff, all the like practical alien stuff is. Bang on! I like it's I like incredible. the fact that BB-8 has a coin firing machine in it. Mm. Yep. So 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 far number four is that you like the costumes. <laughs> number four. <laughs> no, no, number four. Like number four. I liked the art direction. I didn't like the over over reliance on CGI to do stuff. I mean, this is a Star Wars movie. Yeah, I know. We've but had like, the prequel trilogy, but like 
where they couldn't make backgrounds. Ex- exactly, and they should have learned from that. J.J. Abrams went out and made a film where it was mostly practical effects and only CG where they needed it. And when they wanted to resurrect a dead actor for some reason. And then... And then uh, that was like... That was Rogue One. I mean, fuck it. Yeah. No, like, that was, like it? even um, Even some of the ships were just models. Yeah. In The Force Awakens, whereas... Well, like, I think the art, art direction was winning quite a lot in The Last Jedi, but in the CGI stuff, like, all the all the ships and stuff didn't look that great. Um, like, all the rebel ships didn't look that great. All right, so yeah. 4 seems like it, it's, half compliment, half yeah, drive. Yeah, well, like, the, I think the main point is the overabundance in CGI. Like, the fact that, yeah. like, BB-8 is mostly CGI in the film, and it just makes it look like a cartoon rather than I I mean I, I wouldn't say I'd noticed like I didn't I didn't look at BB and go like oh my god yeah this looks shit it was as distracting to me as uh, Peter Cushing was in Rogue One <laughs> I've got to Peter Cushing say, like, and this is to my detriment yeah. me not noticing that like what I, Peter Cushing no I didn't notice the CG in in, 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 in um, I didn't Force, uh, what, Last Jedi mm. I watched um, I watched R- uh, Rogue One with my brother mm. and he didn't know who Peter Cushing was Mm. And so he came out of the cinema. He's like, "I really liked it, but I don't understand why they yeah. made one of the characters." Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird, isn't it? It's such a, like, I was like, "Have you not seen the other ones?" And he's like, "No, I didn't really want to watch them because this happens before." <laughs> so, <I didn't... laughs> oh, go and watch a new hope. Uh... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the reason why he's trying, he's asking me why they resurrected an actor in terrible CGI, and I did not have an answer for it. <laughs> Yeah, that's number four. Basically, overabundance on CG characters. Because, sure. like, BB-8 did not... Like, Force Awakens proved that BB-8 did not need to be CG. Yeah, Because, sure. uh, like, BB-8 rolling around looks incredible. As a practical effect, it's, I mean, it's really sort of like, wow. There's one bit of CGI which I really, like... It's got to be my favourite thing about the new Star Wars yeah. movies, which is... Those screaming penguin things. Oh yeah, the I think those are genius because on so many levels because they're obviously there to sell merchandise. Yep. Yeah. When I first saw them, Porgs. I was like, that that's Porgs, mer- yeah. Porgs, yeah. And I was like, oh, that's merchandise. But also because they filmed it on an island that had puffins, yeah. puffins on it yeah. that they couldn't yeah. remove from the island, so they had to paste <laughs> over them with something. That's beautiful. Like the fact that most of them are practical effects, I really, really like, and the the caretakers of the island really good. Like yeah. very, like yeah. oh, very, very uh, Henson, yeah, uh, like yeah. very. Uh, I, I would say like, labyrinth style, mm. sort of like grotesques. I would say the caretakers for me were the worst looking thing in the film because. They were made of practical effects that weren't quite up to up mm. to par. I was like, this feels like I'm watching the original Star Wars movies and not in a good way. Well, it was like um, Yoda, right? They oh, used the puppet again the, and I then put that. weird lighting on him. Mm. Um, I hated that. I I thought because <laughs> <laughs> it would have been CG Alec Guinness. The problem with that <laughs> puppet Yoda is that. When he talks, yeah. you can see bits of his face like flexing, as you can clearly see there's somebody's mm. hand in his head operating. It, it didn't look like the Yoda from Empire Strikes Back, though. That was a stri- like or return. It looked like a completely different Yoda. It's a real boring screensaver you've got on there, Tom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think screens need to be saved anymore. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, you do you. 
They're not an endangered species. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, okay, I'm gonna, this might be an unpopular opinion, right? But screams. <laughs> yeah. Not rare, right? Not yeah. an endangered species. <laughs> why, are we, why are we trying to protect them so much? I mean, I, I've got an unpopular opinion about Tom's screensaver, but I don't, I, I don't want to. Oh, go on, go on, go talk about my screensaver again. Bullshit chat about my screensaver, please. Last time you did it, you felt really bad, didn't you? Yeah, and I haven't had a drink this time, so I'm only going to feel worse. <laughs> go on. <sighs> Spit it out. All right. Well, I, I mean, can, I can tell you got venom in your mouth. You, you <laughs> get rid of it. All right. Well, I mean, context for listeners, I suppose. Is this? Is... I've got, I've got, I've got some shit to talk about. Tom Screens. All right. Well, let's let's do it. Let's just get it out of the way. Right, let's yeah. rip the pan, band, band, band the off. The fuck is dots all about? <laughs> <laughs> so we we filmed this podcast. Apparently, in... it's less lonely looking than <laughs> just artwork. All right. This is recorded in Tom's bedroom and. His computer is on, and after a while, it goes to screensaver as it mm. just has. And prior to, I'm guessing this morning, <laughs> yeah, Tom's screensaver was a slideshow of art. And at a house party, I had had a drink, and I described it as a slideshow of loneliness. Yeah, I'm gonna you look did. you in the eye while I say this. <laughs> The, the artist is uh, Phil Noto. If you want to look him up, I'm sure great he's, artist. I'm, sh- I'm sure he's a very lonely man. <laughs> <laughs> and you were heartbroken immediately. Yeah. And then you turned to somebody else yeah, at the party. I, I, t- I, t- to, uh, Max. I turned to Max and said, oh, "Does it does it come does it come across as, as loneliness?" And he was like, "Yeah, a bit." And. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was... I regret saying it, but I don't take it back. <laughs> um... Oh, and number five, uh, too many women. <laughs> I knew it. I knew you didn't have it. <laughs> I knew you couldn't make it. No, no, number five. Um, genuine number five for hating... I don't, I don't hate the last Jedi. <laughs> you don't hate women. I don't hate the last Jedi. I just find it incredibly boring. Uh, that was number one. The fact that it's just like a like it's very much the end of a of a trilogy. It's it's the end of a film. Like they could just stop Star Wars there. I mean, they could have stopped Star Wars. When they stopped Star Wars, yeah, they, the they should have stopped Star Wars. But also, like, there's a, there's a whole bunch of lines dedicated to sayings Leia said. Is there? Yeah, there's a whole bunch of scenes where they come out with stuff that Leia said in the past. We have never seen her say these things, and she doesn't say them in the film. Right. Where it's just like, okay, so just making her out to be. Like a good general that works around sayings that you've made up. <laughs> sure. It's a really weird bit when you watch it back. And it's I'll have to watch it again. Yeah, it's such a strange movie. It's just a strange movie. That's basically what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I've got so a brilliant idea of s- what they should do in the next movie. Yeah. Oh my oh. god, right. So when I say I don't like The Last Jedi, 
there's five legitimate reasons. I'm going to throw it out there. Uh, Matt, you just came back in and said you got a great idea for the next movie. Yeah. I feel, I feel like that's why we're here. Yeah. In a, in a, in a lot but of ways. But like, right, Carrie Fisher, mm. dead obviously. Yeah, just yeah. Cu- Peter Cushing her. CGI. Right, no, right. All you do is in every scene, you just note it, like make her absent somehow by another character explaining. And then every now and then, just someone will, will go, yeah, Leia said that um, uh, we've got to go to the planet of uh, Sendar 3 because uh, 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 she's, uh, she's and she's always said that hope is the most important um, thing a Jedi can have yeah uh, and yeah. Um, also she said uh, that oh um, there she's she, over there her, with her back facing <laughs> towards <don't>. us <laughs> just make up it's not it's like you were talking about um, she gives a thumbs uh, up people basically attributing Leia things that she, we've never seen her say well let's just continue that tradition by making characters directly <laughs> reference things that Leia always says yeah and all of the all of the learning should come from that not flashbacks, just other characters saying what Leia said. Well, I'm on board. Yeah. That's, that's <gasps> mainly, that's half of The Last Jedi. <laughs> they could get around the whole Carrie Fisher death by making the entire film shot in first person from Carrie Fisher's perspective. <laughs> like, what was that film that came out? Uh, Danger, Danger Daryl or something like that. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, what was I the remember, film? Yeah. Danger Daryl. <laughs> Danger Daryl, maybe. I don't know. Dangerous Dave? Dangerous, something like that. What happens in this movie? Dynamite Danny. <laughs> Can't <Stop. remember. laughs> it's shot from the first person perspective of someone. It's Doom. Danny it's, Danger. It's not. Doom, Doom has, has one sequence. It's yeah. really good. This whole this whole movie is yeah. from first person. It makes that whole movie worth watching. <laughs> I imagine Dangerous Dave doesn't do what's that. The, what's the it's name of that really movie? Good, actually. <laughs> What's the name of the movie? People like went out the cinema because they felt sick. Yeah, I was it's say, like it, is it adrenaline something or like oh. adrenaline Andy? Maybe Adre- uh. <laughs> adrenaline Andy. It was some. It was some hyped up adjective word followed by a name, and I think it might have been uh, rocket fuel Rick. <laughs> Dynamite David. <laughs> Explosive Eddie. <laughs> Feral Fred. <laughs> Go faster, Gordon. Wild man William. <laughs> uh, it was something. Uh, oh, yeah, it was Henry. Uh, something. Hardcore Henry. Hardcore, he- hardcore, Henry. Henry. hardcore Henry! Yes! We got it! <laughs> We got Henry. <laughs> what a fucking name! Oh my god! Um, what a game to play! <laughs> how, how to get? How to? Right. All I had to do was go up in the alphabet. <laughs> <laughs> Hardcore Henry. Yeah. We didn't do a G though. I did. I went go faster, Gordon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go faster, Gordon. Sounds like uh, Thomas the Tank Engine episode. <laughs> So, for our Patreon listeners this week, instead of voting for a genre, they voted on a Star Wars background character that we need to give a standalone movie to. Okay. I'm excited. So, Who yeah, did they vote for, Tom? Uh, they voted for... Bidlow Querve. <laughs> that's, that's bullshit. So, let's find... Let's find... 
out about Bidlow Quirve. Do you want me to do with the... Uh... I can see a flying skull on the, yeah, yeah, on the it, picture. It's got something to do with that flying skull. All right. Is that his skull? He's from The Return of the Jedi. All right. If you can remember Return of the Jedi. I think I've only seen it once, but yeah. Mm. Bidlow Quirve. Yes, Bidlow Quirve. Spelt with a K. What? It's on the screen, Matt. Yeah, you can yeah. just... I can't see that. You can't read. Oh, I forgot your tiny eyeballs. <laughs> That's me. Oh, yeah, found him. Right. Bidlow Quirve on the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. Here we go. So, uh, Bidlow Quirve was an employee of the Hut crime lord Jabba Dishizikchore, mm. who comp- competed against the Twi'lek Bib Fortuna to be the Hut's major domo. Fortuna was successful in claiming the job while... I don't want to know about Fortuna. Uh, while Quirve ended up as an early victim of the crime lord's pet rancor, Patissa. The rancor has a name. In Jabba's palace in the planet. Yeah, you know. Quirve's skull remained in the rancor pit below the palace until the Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker was dropped into the pit for execution. <laughs> <laughs> the Jedi picked up the skull and threw me? it across the pit as the rancor attempted to eat him. The button caused the door to the pit to lower <laughs> onto Patissa's neck. We're doing a movie about somebody whose skull is in the movie. And killed the creature, inadvertently avenging Quirve. Why does the extended <laughs> universe have this? <laughs> we the skull! This... The skull that Luke throws across the room the thing has is, a right, name. I didn't realise this when I was writing it down. I thought it was the guy who like owned the ra- who the guy who was S- crying. Sad about it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's less of a character. That is- <laughs> now, oh my god! Now that looks like a human skull. Is he a human? Uh, we don't know. <sighs> right. Nobody knows whether he's a, he's a human or not. <laughs> that's a this human is- skull. That looks like a human skull. It looks like a human skull. Yeah. Um. I mean, but then again, the guy's called Bidlow. I- I'm going to see if I can find any additional information. Uh, I mean, the, the Wikipedia is probably the best uh, best place for it. Isn't that like a rival wiki, though? Uh, I don't know. I feel like there Appearances. is. Appearances. <laughs> Star Wars Episode Six: Return of the Jedi. <laughs> First appearance, brackets, skull only, brackets. <laughs> uh, wait, uh, wait, I've got it. I've got more information. Is, is, his, his, I was profile, say- his profile photo on, <laughs> on the Wikipedia is just a, a whoa, skull. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I've got a lot more here. I've got his Legends article. Oh, He's got okay. a face in the comics. He's a man with a white streak in his hair. His homeworld is Corellia. He died in zero BBR. BBY. He's a human male. Uh, and... A tall, grizzled man with scarred features and a mane of black hair. He was known for his greediness and hot temper and was quick to respond to any perceived insults. Quirve and a Twi'lek named Big Bib Fortuna competed to become Jabba's new majordomo after the Hutt deemed his previous retainer, Naroon Kuthus, too old and incapable of carrying out his duties. We've got a little uh, Bidlow Quirve quote here. Might give oh, a bit more oh, flavour yeah. for the character. That does it, Solo. <laughs> Quirve disliked Jabba's top pilot Han Solo and the two often clashed both in words wi- and with blasters 
So, he knew Han Solo. He this did. guy should have been in the Solo movie. If Bidlow Quirv isn't in the Solo movie, I'm going to be pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> he was considered a thug. He had a brash, aggressive nature. Insults against him rarely went unpunished, and he had a cruel sense of humour. He taunted Han Solo after the pilot had dropped his cargo and earned <laughs> Jabba's wrath. <laughs> Can I just point out, right, we're on the Wikipedia page with, like, a Solo promotion yeah. header, like, sort yeah. of background promotion... Lando Calrissian is the only one looking at the camera, <laughs> and it's really weird. <laughs> he's like a, he's like the Deadpool of, yeah. of, the, of, the, of the Star Wars universe. He knows he's being watched. <laughs> um, yeah, I, th- this is the weird thing, right? There is boy. a very real chance that Bidlow Quirv is in is in the new. Solo we haven't movie. seen it. He might be. He might be a major, and he's from Corellia as well, yeah. which is where Han so, Solo's from. So here's oh. here's here's the thing, right? There, there. I, I need to. I need a few things to be in this movie, mm. no matter what. And one of them has to be them weighing his 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 head. <laughs> <laughs> Going, you know, you got a really hefty skull. I'll, I'll enjoy throwing it when I kill you, Quirv. <laughs> he is the Yorick of Star Wars. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the most useful skull in Star Wars. <laughs> Oh god! You Ooh, know, bit he, of context. He's got a long scar from a blaster wound. Oh, presumably blaster. not on his skull. <gasps> maybe, maybe this is the story of how he how he gets it. But you yeah. know, like when when you die, you can say your body is like can be used for medical science. Go on and stuff. Yeah, uh, organ donation. Or sc- skull donation for, for pressing buttons to crush a uh, to crush your ankle. Essentially, because you can actually donate your skull to like Shakespearean plays. Oh yeah, can so my skull be dedicated to the next Star Wars movie? <laughs> I want to. I want to open a door with my skull. <laughs> I, I want to be Bidlow. <laughs> In that, uh, you're the guy that does the one man plays of Star Wars movies. There's a guy no. that does like I think he he goes to Edinburgh and right. does one man productions of <laughs> of the Star Wars films. Jesus Christ, yeah. That's pretty cool. It, like I, it, when I die, I want that guy to have my skull for <laughs> for, for Bidlow. Bidlow. Of, yeah, <laughs> for Bidlow, for Bidlow. <laughs> I love the bit in in Wikipedia where it's like he Luke Skywalker Avengers. Bidlow Quirve by killing the Rancor with his skull. <laughs> Comes full circle. Yeah. Every, everything's they actually got cut to out the line where he went, that's for Bidlow. <laughs> <laughs> They're actually old friends. That's forbidden. No, don't crush my don't crush my Rancor. That's forbidden. And then he's like, no, that's forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this film starts with that scene. Right? Yes. <laughs> Right, we see the Rancor get, like, crushed yeah. in Return of the Jedi, and yeah. then it just slowly zooms in on the skull. Is like, probably wondering how I got here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's me. <laughs> Bidlow Quirve. A Star Wars story. 
<laughs> and you just like as the as the picture you know in those old like uh doctor who and also sort of um movies where superimposition was a big thing mm. where you got the still of the thing and it kind of blasts off into the distance and yes. the, the thing just stretches backwards <laughs> like that happens to the skull the, the, the still of his skull flying through the air and then it's and as that just drains off into the background you see like the the text flying backwards against the against the starfield but that and uh, it graphic matches the skull graphic matches to a close up of bidlow quirks <laughs> regular Ooh. alive human being i like the idea that like posts posts like text scroll you see that skull but you see it cuz i think they do this transition in the original star wars movies mm. the fade transition so yeah. it's You've got the skull and it fades and it's just his head there. Mm. And then he's he's zoom out and you're in the cantina, obviously. Yeah, yeah. He's in the back he's in the cantina. Uh he's he's looking at Han Solo just like, oh that bastard. Ah, and then you have you have the, the skull spinning through space. <laughs> uh, and then and then and then it, it, it like does a star wipe and just over the skull where it was, it was it was it was it's his face. Like uh, two thousand and one a space on the <laughs> Yeah. yeah. I, he's like da, 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 so you're in like a young cantina so the musicians are all exactly the same but younger toddlers you've got Han Solo like same actor but from the Solo movie yeah that's how far back we are in Bidlow's life he hasn't got the white streak of hair yet I just can't get over the cantina band are all children. Yeah. <laughs> Still play. It's like Muppet Babies. <laughs> Literally Muppet Babies. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't there a whole thing of one of those guys in the cantina band being something in the past? Yeah, well, I think we did it the last uh, the last deleted scenes, the last Star Wars deleted scenes we did. We pitched a film about them. Oh, where they go, where, how, how they got together. Yeah. yeah yes, okay. yeah, yeah. Uh, it must be one of our episodes anyway, <laughs> how, that, how that cantina band got together. Yeah. So, you've yeah. Got to, you've got to establish Han Solo as, like, the villain here. So maybe, like, Bidlow's just lost a deal, like like a shipping thing Hansel was like undercut him or he said he can do it in less parsecs he's, he's, pulled, oh, yeah. he's, parsecs. he's pulled a Sebulba he's yeah. like got his he stands on his hands <laughs> well Hansolo yeah and he gets his feet and he just pulls out a, a single socket in the bottom of one of his ships oh, this is before he was known as Hansolo and he yeah. was hand sole. yeah he was Hansol <laughs> <laughs> known, known for standing on his hands to pull important bits of machinery out of other people's ships so that he can get their smuggling contracts Oh, well, like, um, so we, we've got Jabba the Hutt going, uh, can can you make uh, the Kessel Run? And Han Solo's like, oh, like, Big Quivlo is like, yeah. I can do it in 14 parsecs. <laughs> and then Han Solo's like, 12. <laughs> and Jabba's like... And nobody's ever done I'm that like, before. This is the first time anyone's ever said they could do something in 12 parsecs. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and then Han Solo's like, I like the cut of your jib. You mean Jabba is? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the cut of your jib, Han Solo. You go no, do Han that. Hand Sol. Han Sol is what he's called now at the moment. And yeah. this is, I think this is after uh, Solo or whatever. Yeah. Whatever happens. <laughs> sure. Whatever happens in Solo, a Star Wars story. Yeah. And so Big Quirve, Bidlow Quirve is just like, oh, God, I, I wish Jabba would send me on 
but he <laughs> he's there got, I've got an he's idea there. he's there in, in like <laughs> so above the cantina there is you know there's that little dome bit mm. on the top yeah. he's there in like a pillowed area <laughs> underneath that is like the upstairs of the cantina <laughs> laying on and his he, front he's laying down on his front with his elbows down and his, his head in, in his hands and he's talking to like like in, like in Greece where they have that mm. sleepover mm. he's like I wish Jab would let me go on the, the Kessel run smuggling runs <laughs> Sorry if I'm being crazy here. Yeah. He's in the bar. He's just lost the deal. Yeah. Having a drink. He's thinking. Hooded figure yeah. with clearly two huds, like two heads with yeah. really long necks approaches. <laughs> <laughs> Go says, on. Did you say you could do the Kessel Run in 14 parsecs? <laughs> How about the Kessel Race in 14 <laughs> parsecs? <laughs> <laughs> How about I work for a I work for a a, a, a shady uh, racing company who um, <laughs> after after the fall of the pod races we had to, I, we had to move on to different different territory and we've we we now bet on not your standard races where there's all audiences and stuff. We now have a shady group of like very rich people who bet on random shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like we had one where we as people were racing through the heart of Naboo, mm. uh, trying not to get eaten by fish. We had, <laughs> we had one where <laughs> people had to get through uh, constantly opening and closing laser doors. We were all betting on that. And um, a uh, essentially. A- a horse race <laughs> yeah out in out the casino planet which is where we operate <laughs> a, very, a very thinly veiled horse race yeah. and um, and now and now we want to see if you can make the Kessel run faster than Han Solo even though he's trying to do it in less parsecs than you yeah pulls back the hood and it's a very old Foden's bead Anadu <laughs> <laughs> Which is Greg Proops's character from One of uh, which what? One of which is Greg <laughs> yeah, Proops's yeah. character. From the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yeah, the, the commentator from the pod races. Oh my god, so it's like uh that film Rat Race. Yeah. Yes, it's that exactly was, that. That's yeah. what that was what I was going <laughs> for. Rat race. <laughs> <laughs> one of the bidders is is John Cleese. Oh, so, so we've got Rowan Atkinson uh, doing his Mr. Bean thing, yeah. As, but like in an alien Mr. costume, Mr. Bead. Sebulba's <laughs> <laughs> um, there. Oh, obviously, he's snapping stuff off. Yeah, old man Sebulba. Yeah, snapping things off. Uh, well, like, he snaps a piece off Bidlow Querve's blaster. Oh, excellent! <laughs> yeah. Snaps, snaps a bit off the back. There's not yeah. much blaster to snap off, <laughs> well, really, yeah. on a blaster. Yeah, like, you see, he, you he see, tampers with it. You see, um, uh, just before Han Solo takes off, mm. you see uh, him him talking to Sebulba. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> high five again. Well, high yeah. foot, high foot. <laughs> yeah. Hands. Yeah, they're, they're friends because they they can do the handstand yeah. thing. Han so- Solo also walks on his palms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> this is how, that's how he sabotages Han- people's ships. Han Solo. Yeah, yeah Han- that, that's, that's his name. That's yeah. probably what happens in yeah. Solo, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I couldn't believe for twenty five percent of the movie, he's he's walking on his hands. Yeah. So um, there's there's uh, a whole bit with it's like a, it's like a it's like a co star uh, uh, solo thing yeah. where you see Solo like getting ready to go and all this stuff and. Um, 
he's he's like meeting with his uh, sexy lady uh, like smuggler types mm-hmm. and they're all uh, they're all Twi'leks they're all Twi'leks and, and, and uh, the one of them like wanky the brain, the brain tentacles yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and uh, they're, they're like uh, he's, he's like uh, I'll, I'll I'm gonna make it back before what's, his, what's that character's name again what Bidlow Quirk Bidlow Quirk I'm gonna make it I'm <laughs> the, gonna, the man who lends his name to the title <laughs> of the movie I'm gonna I'm gonna make it before Bidlow Quirk Gretel uh, the, the Twi'lek <laughs> or my name isn't Hand Soul <laughs> <laughs> So I think it might just be <laughs> the film is then uh, racing I, I have, through. It, it is, but at some point, like the, the, because uh, Bidlow Quirve realizes that that, that Han Solo is going to get caught in this like asteroid field in between. Yeah. Mm. Han Solo gets gets caught in the asteroids, and Bidlow decides to if he's going to beat him, he's got to go in after him. Well, here's the thing: it says on the article that Bidlow is very lucky. Oh, yeah, you little, little. clearly not. Uh, <laughs> so, but maybe he thinks that. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so Bidlow's goes in after after him, trying to do the twelve parsec route. He's like following him, like Dick Dastardly. Yeah. He's yeah. trying to figure out what the shortcut is. Mm. Uh, but Han Solo's just got fucked by these asteroids, <gasps> right? Oh. And he lands on an uh, he lands on an asteroid mm. uh, that, that's like part of a dead world. Then mm. that's why nobody goes through this se- sector of space, right? Mm. Yeah. And on right, this... Hang on, hang on. You said Dick Dastardly. Can he also have a Wookiee companion that's small yeah, yeah, yeah. and laughs like yeah, yeah. a light like And also his, his rocket is rocket-shaped. Um, yeah. That's and... a weird thing to see in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. So anyway, um, he, he lands on this, this abandoned world and out uh, just to try and like... Because basically he's lost in yeah. this thing and it gets to be kind of a Star Trek type thing where mm. he's not sure where he is sensors aren't showing anything there's this huge this big blue like uh, swirling void around him uh, and, he, and he he walks out and everything goes a bit weird and mm. then out comes this Jim Henson style puppet old lady um, <laughs> sure. who's, who walks walks out of a house <laughs> yeah on the ruined planet and mm. uh, on this ruined planet and, and she's like uh I can tell you the way. <laughs> I only need you to lead people back to me. Get them lost in here, and then I will let you go. And um, uh, uh, and so, uh, whatever his fucking name is, Bidlow Quirv. Bidlow Quirv goes. Okay, I'll do it. And then um, he he goes. Oh, uh, calling Hansel. <laughs> uh, calling Hansel, I've uh, I've left your trail. Uh, you need to come to this location. You can find your way out. Don't worry. I've found I've found the es- the escape from this place. Uh, and then so Hansel comes in, yep. um, mm. with his with his girlfriend Gretel, uh, and they they almost they B- almost Bidlow's get... like hiding behind a rock, watching because he thinks this is a, this is like the moment of revenge. Yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, and then the 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 old lady like tries to eat them. Yeah, um, but Hansel just blasts. Hansel blasts her in the face. Yeah, and then Bidlow's like fuck, and he stands up. Yeah, and then Hansolo just like he, he stands up, and he, he like Gretel's like you can't do this. He's he's the best gunman in the world, and he's got such a heavy head. You'll never shoot through his skull. <laughs> 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 and, then, and then he says, "You Gretel, you go take the package." 
uh, I, I'll stay here and deal with with Bidlow. <laughs> so Bidlow, like they both get they, they they stand there and it's out in the out in the desert of this like, like wild west. Yeah, wild yeah. west, and they stand there. What's and, the Star Wars equivalent of tumbleweed? Uh, the the head, the rolling head of this old lady that like, <laughs> yeah. had so plastered uh, no, off. A rolling skull of the old lady. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just <laughs> foreshadowing. And then obviously we've got the whole thing where they they spin around and uh, hand hand shoots first. Yeah. And mm. then but then but misses. Yeah. And then Bidlow's oh. like. Now I've got you, and uh, pulls the Sebulba. trigger. But Sebulba's pulled the back yeah, of his yeah. blaster. He gets a blaster wound to the face, uh. and then Greg Proops is like, "Oh, I don't care what universe you're from. That's gonna hurt." <laughs> Cut to the rolling skull, and it rolls into Bidlow's ship like up the ramp, mm. and just hits a red button, and the ship starts moving towards an, an injured Bidlow, <laughs> who's now like being littered with blaster fire, <laughs> and he's able to just jump onto the ramp mm. in exactly the same like like shot format as Qui-Gon Jinn in episode. <laughs> <laughs> weird reference, but I knew exactly where you were going as well. I was like, what? What film has this happened in before? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think there has to be... Oh, no, the, the old lady doesn't try to eat them. The old tr- lady uh, is farming rancors and uh, wants, okay. wants uh, them for food, right? Yeah. And, and at, th- at this point, like, there's a whole bit where uh, he, like, comes into, in tune with the rancor. Yeah, uh, uh, and and like uh, shares a knowing look. Yeah, you see, like both eyes in like a split screen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then yeah, so uh, Han having sent Gretel off uh, into the uh, to do to finish the Kessel Run, yeah. wins that contract because the the because the ship finished the Kessel Run yeah, in under twelve parsecs, even if Han didn't. Mm. Yep. Um, and <laughs> that's the most important thing. Yeah, <laughs> he did it. Um, uh, this and then Gretel gets the thing there, but then um, I don't know what the deal is with Jabber after that. I guess he just I, I think Han Solo says, "Well, I did it. I did the run in in twelve parsecs." Yeah. And then Bidlow like bursts in and goes, "No, he didn't. He was stuck <laughs> on an asteroid with me. His ship did it, but he didn't do it." And then Jabba's like, "Nobody cares, nerd." Like, <laughs> well, at some, point, at some point, at some point, Jabba has. To to get angry at, at Han though, right? No, 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 no. Like, we, not, in the, not necessarily not, not this nece- early. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right. It's like this documented pretty... when he gets when he gets angry at Han. I guess is it? Yeah. Probably. Yeah. Maybe at this point, he even high fives Han. Yeah. yeah. Like, he says, "Ho, ho, ho! I am the fat mermaid from the films." Yeah. Um, <laughs> good, good parsecs. <laughs> good parsecs. <laughs> you know what? I'm. I'm promoting you from Han Solo, Han Solo to Han Solo. <laughs> Solo says, "Now that's pod racing." <laughs> did he? Did he? Did he, Did I do the line earlier when he sent Gretel away to to, to finish this to finish the race? Uh, and he said, "Don't worry, Gretel. I'm doing this one, Han Solo." <laughs> <laughs> No, that's a great line. Uh, and then, <laughs> <laughs> how does this conclude? Like, we've set up such a weird opener. Well, no, I, I think like no, he's just an unsuccessful pilot. I, I, I think uh, because he's he's got the whole thing with what's his name, Bib Fortuna. Oh yeah, yeah. that's gonna happen. So as well. Bib Fortuna is also in the race. Right? Yeah, and because he loses to Han Solo. Yeah. Man, so I was like, I don't want to be your whatever. 
Uh, Bib Fortuna's like, but I I finished second in the race. Yeah, uh, I was better even than uh, I was. I was nearly as good as Han Solo. And because Bidlow Quirve uh, is like, ah, Han Solo's a piece of shit. Like Jabba Jabba the Hutt's like, down you go. <laughs> yeah, I think I think definitely um, uh, Bib Fortuna is like really uh, Bidlow Quirve's main uh, enemy the person keeping him from Jabba's like mm. side yeah. but um, uh, he's so obsessed with Han Solo but he's so obsessed with beating Han Solo that he ends up ruining his chances yeah. and both him and Solo end up in the bad graces of Jabba mm. but um, Bib Fortuna is the one who wins out because he wasn't involved in this great yeah, he, match he's quietly gathering up all mm. of the oh I'm, I'm quite good at this yeah, don't yeah. worry I'll do this yeah. I won't steal your money exactly yeah. He, yeah. he safely flew the 15 parsecs yeah. it needed to I, get to, to I, the I, safe part of the castle I can't and... betray you look how normal my skull is it couldn't even <laughs> deflect blaster fire couldn't deflect blaster fire couldn't press a button if thrown none of these things <laughs> my skull isn't equipped to betray you Jabba <laughs> Or kill a rancor. That's it. That's the film. That's uh, the story of Bidlow Quirve. It's the tragedy of Bidlow Quirve. Yeah, a Star Wars story. A Star Wars story. (laughs) And we cut to the credits as uh, as he's thrown into the to the the rancor pit, Uh, and um, he. uh, We had the split screen earlier where he looked at a rancor on the asteroid. So maybe you get that again, and he's like. I'll get the last laugh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, I'll, get, I'll get the last laugh. He has like a false vision almost. Like you hear whispers in his, you hear whispers in the in the in the mix of the audio, mm. and then he goes, "Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready to serve my purpose." In <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, when he's when he's stuck in the void, uh, a lot of force ghosts come to him. Like they're flying at him through through the, through the dashboard, like, like through the windscreen and stuff. Yeah, we get, and, we get uh, a load of like recurring uh, recurring character voices, like yeah. Hugh McGregor and Frank Oz and stuff. Yeah, and and, and, Mark, and Mark Hamill yeah, like yeah. Uh, being like. I need that skull, <laughs> and and there's the sound of a rancor, and like you just get that sort of like, and it's like, Bidlow, you have to fulfil your purpose in this I, world. I like that these force ghosts, like basically, like, you're force sensitive now. You could kill this rancor, but we're not. That's not your arrangement. He's not force sensitive. <laughs> it's just a spe- yeah. when, he's, when he's in the void zone, everyone's force sensitive. Yeah, yeah. We, we we need we the force needs you for. One purpose, yeah. One purpose. one purpose only, and you're not gonna like it. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe he like, maybe he only appeared on like the force, the force's radar. Like he only became like a character of force importance yeah. because he was too close to the engine exhaust. Oh yeah, like during the l- race. like when like like when that guy went through that through the pod racer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. He became force sensitive. Everyone knows he did, but he didn't go through, so he yeah. didn't become force yeah, sensitive. Yeah. He was just sort of near. He was mm. near it. Well, I think that's there's, there's that, and then there's also the the big void zone that I think makes everyone force sensitive yeah, just while they're there. Yeah, uh, yeah. it's like a force graveyard. Um, yeah. Anyway, but then uh, you you cut away to uh, a, chi- a mother telling a child, and that is how. Um, the 
that's how the that's the legacy of Bidlow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. What if what if instead of a mother telling a child, yeah. it's a Jedi master in yeah. like the Jedi library telling a youngling yeah. about how Luke Skywalker was saved? Yeah. And oh yeah. How, and how all of like the what Jedi. What if it's Luke Academy... Skywalker telling? What if it's what if it's Mark Hamill now telling, telling uh, a load of younglings in the in in his in in, in his Ben Solo killing factory? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I was right? gonna say he was telling a young Kylo Ren, but yeah, okay, yeah. that works. Because then it's tied in. It's Ben Solo killing factory. <laughs> well, I mean, that was that that further sets up the the the, the Han Solo, the Han Solo, uh, and uh, and and. <laughs> And Quirve sort of oh yeah uh, I like uh, that actually. Uh, versus thing right yeah if he's, if he's telling if he's telling um uh if he's telling Ben Solo how uh his 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 dad's rival saved his life well actually Ben Solo hates his dad so maybe like Bidlow's story made him hate his dad yeah maybe yeah. like oh man you're a real piece of shit to Bidlow like yeah. he basically saved the Jedi it wasn't Snoke that turned him it was that story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, uh, and then you, you, and then, and then um, you ben... can have a skull reveal where like the skull fades into Snoke's like face, <laughs> <laughs> and Bidlow Quirve is Snoke <laughs> raised by dark by by Ben raised by Ben Solo to be like an imaginary friend. You, you, he 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 goes. You see him going like post credit scene. You see Ben Solo going down into a cavern, clutching this skull. <laughs> yeah, and then like, I'll bring you back. And then and then like as you can just see the you know that um in, the, in, in the, the Last decom- Jedi you see all that that gooey stuff that's that's dark force energy oh, that, yeah. that uh, I was going to say do. like you could have the decomposing flesh of the rancor like assembling yeah uh, yeah yeah it's like necromancy is happening <laughs> yeah. and then it turns into Snoke and it's just like we have work to do it's and solo <laughs> it's taken three years but the Life's a Pitch podcast has Pick come up out. with a Snoke theory <laughs> <laughs> we have our own Snoke theory yes <laughs> quite a good one <laughs> Right, that's that. Good, yeah, leave yeah. it there. Perfect. Boom. Fiddler Quirve, Snoke. Fiddler Quirve, a Star Wars story. The great thing is, it doesn't even Snoke. create any complicated threads because no. Snoke's dead. Yeah. So it's it's still the story of the life and death of Fiddler Quirve. <laughs> Oh. The life and death and death of Bidlow Quirk. Yeah. I really enjoy The Last Jedi now. <laughs> now that we've got context for, for, for Snoke. Now that we know who Snoke is. The life, the life, <laughs> death. You know, he's got that crack in his skull. Yeah. Yeah, that's the white streak in his hair. The life, death, unlife and undeath of Bidlow Quirk. <laughs> Okay, so from Max Revels, we've got The Rancor and Me. Sort of just done that with... Uh, <laughs> we did a... We, we've done Star Wars A Rancor right, story. Right, right. <laughs> there were so many S Very Clever awards this week, it was slim pickings, and I knew this was coming. <laughs> God damn. Uh, so The Rancor and Me. Ooh, okay. What if uh, Rancor and Me is the movie you thought Bidlow was going to be? What if it's the guy who was crying when the Rancor dies? Oh, oh yeah, yes. You thought it was Bidlow. The crying isn't. man. We haven't quite figured out who that is. Yeah, but I bet he's, he's got a name. I bet he's he's on here. Bid, the fucking skull that opens the door is on the Wookiee piece. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like. uh, Girion Rancor Keeper. There's a 
Uh, looks like there's a uh, Star Wars, either Lego or... Oh, is he called Malaki- Malakili? Um, maybe. Uh... Is he a human? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Yes. Uh... <laughs> What's his name? Uh, he's called Malakili. Uh, he's uh, M-A-L-A-K-I-L-I. And his quote is, I have no value to you. Kill me. My creature, Patissa, is dead. All my beasts are gone. <laughs> Malakili was a human male from the planet Karelia who spent much of Karelia. his childhood living in the slums of the moon Narshadar. We all know about Narshadar. Oh, yeah, Narshadar. Uh, having an affinity for animals, Malakili was hired as a beastmaster for hut circuses. But he was uh, sold into slavery after a creature got loose and killed audience members. Purchased by Jeff. <laughs> that is a high stakes fuck up <laughs> right there. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's a good opener for the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's there, he's having fun, everything's nice, and then just the rancor is to start killing people. Yeah. And he's like, no! Yeah. And then they. Then, like, the security force going to start putting down his rancor. Holy like, shit! Also, can we can we just go back a bit? Yeah. Circuses. Yeah. yeah. Hut, hut, hut circuses. circuses. Yeah. Not, not circuses where huts are the main attraction. It's in canon! Yeah. 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 Not legend. No, no, this is canon. this is canon. Okay, so, um, uh, the rancor and me... Mm. Uh, features Malikili, the guy, the the guy we've just the character we've just found on Wikipedia, mm. um, and it's about his uh, coming to coming to know uh, Patissa, I think is the name of the, the of the rancor in yeah, Jabba's palace. Batista, uh, Dave Batista. Yeah, D- Dave <laughs> Batista plays the rancor. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, and so I'll, I'll tell you a little bit later in the in the story. Mm. Um, uh, the cre- he, he became fond of Jabba's Rancor Patissa mm. and or Dave B- Patissa and <laughs> the creature saved his life during a Tusken Raider attack oh. oh that makes sense that's something a Rancor would sympathizing do sympathising with Patissa Malikili planned to one day escape with the beast oh. what? That's a great movie. Okay, here we go. So we've got this. We've got this guy who's who who fucks up at the circus. Yeah. Uh, but he's got an affinity for animals, and and he's just like, oh, then he's like Hagrid. He's like, they're no danger to anyone. They're yeah. nice, yeah, they're really. Just, you just got to understand them. And, and then this roaring crowd full of like, ah, I hate animals. I'm gonna throw this this. Blaster rock at them. <laughs> I mean, I mean, look at him. He looks like Robbie Coltrane. I mean, he looks like Robbie Coltrane meets a Terry Gilliam character from Monty Python. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, they, they this sets one of the monsters off. Probably that that clickety clack one that they fight in the uh, <laughs> yeah. in the, exactly in the, the, the exactly screechy clones. boy. Yeah. The screechy spider one. Yeah, yeah, and it starts impaling people with its feet. Yeah. Um, and uh, he gets sent into sold into slavery. Mm-hmm. Um. A and, Tuscan Raider slavery, right? Uh, oh no, he's purchased by Jabba the Hutt. It said. Yeah, he's purchased by Jabba the Hutt to tend his um, uh, to, to tend his his pit of bad monsters. Mm. Um, yeah. And so he's he's like he's a, he's an empathize you can empathize with him because he's sold into slavery. Yeah. yeah, right. He's he's just there. He's kind of the nicest character in all of Star Wars. Yeah. Like, he is without flaw. Yeah, he does not judge people or <laughs> or beasts. Yeah, like he's just he's just sort of there and 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 caring for things. And I think so. What what is his oh, arc? No. <laughs> what 
it gets this this Wikipedia entry gets so much better. Go on. Right. Because I was like, I'm pretty sure this character dies because not many side characters in a Star Wars story in Star Wars films like live, live yeah. uh, in canon. Um, so this is after the. Uh, well, Skywalker's tricked into Jabba's rancor pit where, to Malachi's distress, the rebel killed Patissa. Uh, in the aftermath, Skywalker escaped with Solo and Jabba was killed. Over the following months, Malachi was one of the last to leave the palace and he wandered into the Dune Sea towards the pit of Carcoon, feeling purposeless, purposeless uh, without his creatures. Malachi considered committing suicide and he wandered further into the desert. In the wow. desert, Malakili was attacked by Red Key Raiders. Again, <laughs> probably Tuscan ones. Um, uh, criminals who had risen to power in Jabba's absence. But he was rescued by Sheriff Cobb Vanth and Issa Orr, self-proclaimed law enforcers. Uh, apparently, uh, Tatooine now has law mm. enforcers. When the two learned Malakili was the Beastmaster, they offered him a job in Freetown to work with Rontos and teach a hutlet. <laughs> A hutlet? <laughs> a hutlet? Yeah, it's a tiny slug boy. A baby. That's the, 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 the Cobb Vanth. Yeah, it's just a baby hut. Uh, anyway. Uh, where were we? Uh, the blah, 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 blah. Teacher hutlet. Malakili accepted the position and felt he regained purpose. Vanth was concerned about the growing power of the Red Key Raiders. So with Malakili's help... The sheriff formed an alliance with a group of Tuscan raiders. Later, when Freetown was attacked by Red Key thugs, the Tuscan raiders arrived to help. Eventually, wait, what? The Tuscan raiders were helping? Brilliant. Um, Malakili was reunited with Porcellus. I assume that's the, the pig-headed one. The former head chef of Jabba's palace. Yeah, that's the, yeah. the pig-headed one, right? Maybe, I don't know. I mean, he's called Porcellus. Uh, oh no, it's human. Never mind. Yep. Um, and uh, they uh, <laughs> they opened the Crystal Moon Restaurant in Moss Eisley. What is this story? <laughs> this is great. <gasps> oh, what if they go to Moss Eisley and like solo? And he's that doesn't make sense. It's too, it's too early. Too late. Yeah. And the well, next 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 one. The next <laughs> episode. I'm thinking, I'm thinking the opening third is. Uh, him, well, like the story of him, uh, sort of meeting Dave Patista, yeah, Patista, and like then Luke Skywalker killing Dave Patista, and then the second, I think that's yeah, is, it ends with him opening the crystal. The first that we open with him being sold to Jabba, mm. um, and then we have a short, like, and this is pre credits, um, we have, uh, a short thing of him getting to know... Oh, that's too too long for a pre-credits, actually. Mm. Um, I think the, 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 the pre-credits is him uh, fucking up at the circus. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Then we cut to him being sold into slavery, mm. bought it's, yeah, by Jabba. It's, it's circus, roll text, describing what happened immediately after that. Mm. Then the first scene is Jabba, like, bidding on him or something. And he meets, he meets that weird lip singer... Uh, who's also being sold at that uh, uh, that particular slave auction? Uh, the lip, weird, big faced oh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. singer in Jabba's uh, Jabba's palace, mm. um, and probably a couple of the Twilight bikini girls. I, I'm yeah. just I'm just liking the idea at the end of the film where he's sort of 
cooking up some food in in the he just crystal, runs a fucking restaurant in the crystal moon restaurant yeah in he, fucking moss eisley he's he's just sort of got this frying pan going and it's just like oh memories and then just like we cut to footage of the rancor from return of the jedi i'm like frolicking with it yeah, no, no, no. we just use Oh, footage yeah. of the rancor in Return of the Jedi like just the monstrous yeah. things <laughs> him picking up that guardsman and just chewing, munching down on him yeah, yeah. Um, music I... takes like a dark twist and then you see like the skull bouncing off the bottom <laughs> and crushing the rancor <laughs> I think quiv. I think um, uh, there is a, a cool and an endearing moment where he's like there with Patissa he's, he's getting to know it teaching it to do various tricks and stuff mm. like teaching it to sort of uh, pick up stuff and, yeah. and uh, juggle yeah doing those random the, the things he was teaching in the in juggle the, with skulls the things he was he teaching he high fives it yeah. and he's like really happy when it uh, does it uh, and he's like now Patissa you make sure you stay away from that door <laughs> <laughs> Dangerous stuff that door. It'll come down real fast. <laughs> if if that button's hit with the right head weight, <laughs> it will it will come down real fast. So be careful about that. So um, he does that, and then and then he's like doing he's teaching the rancor these tricks. Yeah. And they're like and they have a hug, and then um, suddenly. It's like the happiest time of his life. And then suddenly the ceiling opens. And, and everyone's looking down. Yeah. And like, it's not Luke yet. Like, I think All that right. comes later. Um, but um, he's, it comes later. He's kind of, you see Jabba and all his core, all his sort of, mm. uh, that room looking down <laughs> and looking at him hugging this rancor. <laughs> and I all, ha, 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 ha. What an idiot. He likes uh, rancor. Um, that's a monster. And then um, uh, eventually he kind of earns their respect by teaching Patisa loads of tricks and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and eventually um, Jabba gives him the sort of right to sort of... Um, I don't know. Sleep with the rancor. To to he, <laughs> he gives he gives them the right to take the rancor on walks and stuff. And then yeah. this is the point where Patisa is planning to escape with the creature. Yeah. That's when he's oh. like, okay, tomorrow night we leave. Yeah. And while everyone's having sleepy time, <laughs> he's just get he's just going into the enclosure to let Patisa free the rancor yeah. free. When suddenly everyone wakes up because there's a fight with Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh man. <sighs> and then you see from his perspective as like this blast of fire and and killing and laser the sound of laser swords and then the floor opens and down he gets thrown into the uh, uh, down down Luke comes into this um thing and we cut then we that's when we cut to him in uh, walking in the sand. Yeah. Because this is like what maybe an hour into the movie, the yeah. lowest point. Yeah, um, he's lost his friend Patisa. Like you see him walking through the sand out, and there's like mirages everywhere, and you just see him flashing back to uh, the the footage from uh, Return of the yeah. Jedi, uh, and then um, the damn skull bouncing off that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, I've got I've got got a quote here um, from uh, we can work into the script. I I think this is a rancor. This is uh, Malakili. I think this is a rancor. I've heard of them, 
but never dreamed I would be lucky enough to see one in my lifetime. He's just Hagrid. He's the Hagrid of Star yeah. Wars. Yeah. And, he uh, should be played by Robbie Coltrane. And, and behind the yeah. scenes, we've got a quote from George Lucas here. I like the idea that everyone loves someone. And even the worst, most horrible monster you can imagine was loved by his keeper. And the Rancor probably loved his keeper. Oh. oh. There you go, canon. Yeah. So anyway, it's, yeah. It's not. It's legends. I imagine I imagine we have a cool thing. So he's, he's walking out into the desert. Yeah. Uh, and he gets found by these two people. He's about to collapse dehydration he's like just yeah. kill me i have no value because i have i have failed my my favorite pet um and then they save him and give him new purpose and yeah. it, uh, it's like the florida pod project <laughs> i assume yeah. um and uh, he's like left. working he's like working with these problem like want brats and shit like he's he's training he's he's making this settlement it's not like the florida project <laughs> good with, is he working with troubled youths yeah it's short term 12 Sorry? Short term 12. I think you're thinking of. Am I? Yeah. Okay. Or, um, uh, what happens to the Florida Project? Florida Project is just um, this girl and a young daughter living in a motel. Okay, no, yeah, I might be thinking of Short Term 12. Um, either way, I haven't seen either of them. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, anyway, so he, he, he's dealing with, he's training a hut who he now resents. He kind of, he's trying to get over that. Um, uh, thing because he resents uh, Jabba for killing his his mm. um, whatever uh, for, for killing Patissa. Well, he, he feels suicidal. Yeah, he feels uh, suicidal. Yeah. Like uh, as said in the canon bit of the Wikipedia. But actually. he starts to feel a purpose, training these creatures and helping others to train these creatures. And then the raiders attack these 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 criminal uh, red key raiders mm. and then he ends up marshalling all, all these creatures he's been training in like a, a circus style fucking <laughs> and they just come over and mob him and that's the, that's the thing i think you have like these it's it's a kind of greatest showman style misfit story <laughs> <laughs> where he he gathers all these misfits together uh, because he himself doesn't have purpose without them, and yeah. in the end, their their uniqueness, the reason he was cast out, is the reason that they were all cast out, and in the end, it ends up saving them all, and then he o- opens a restaurant, <laughs> <laughs> despite having having never. Um, uh, had any culinary expertise, uh, he makes a, a vegetarian restaurant, of course. Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.